<laughs> doom doom bip i'm liking it more and more i'm i'm liking that little one because you know it's part of the theme song the Hoffcast theme song the doom doom bip but it's also kind of a way of life it's a philosophy if you will it's it's the world says doom <laughs> am i stretching it here the world says doom and we say eh, bip we we look at the face of doom and we say bip. Is there anything more hilarious than looking right in the face of entire human elimination? The end of the world is nigh and you just look at it and you say, "Eh, bip." <laughs> it's very it's very Calvin and Hobbesy, I think. I feel like that's how Calvin would look at a giant alien as he is uh, pretending to be Spaceman Spiff. He would just stare at that giant alien towering over him and Hobbes, and he'd just say, nee, nee, beep. Or maybe that'd be the sound of his little ray gun, just beep, 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 just going after him. I like it. Doom, doom, bip, y'all. It's good. Uh, it's good to be back. I am in a better mood than I was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, we were at the end of our summer tour, and things were looking bleak. The shows were fine. The shows were great. I want to thank everybody that came out to Phoenix and saw me on the last week of my tour at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Great little comedy club there in uh, Glendale, Arizona, which is a suburb of Phoenix. And a lot of people came out. It was it was really nice. A lot of people who had seen me in different uh, in different aspects of my career. They had either seen me on on television, or they had seen me on tour with Cable Guy, or they had seen me do a show. Um, you know, a few years ago there in Phoenix. So it was kind of cool. A little little gathering of uh of of people that uh, i'm i'm friendly with so that was that was really awesome it was great to see some of you guys come out thank and i always appreciate you stopping by after the shows to say hi and and then we get a chance to catch up and talk a little bit so that's awesome um but having said that i was kind of at the end of my rope being gone that long from your bed from your comfort zone is really hard and not only do that but then to drag a wife and three children along which i i think they had a lot of fun they got to play with their cousins uh, i like to book the tour in certain areas that i want to be so i i was able to do that through nebraska and indiana and see people that uh we know and love and they could play with their cousins on both sides of the family so that was awesome and they really enjoyed it but after six weeks you're like oh right this is enough of sleeping in hotels and comedy condos and relatives basements so uh it's good to be back and getting back into the swing of things although instantly getting thrown a curve not a curveball we knew it was coming it was a curveball that we knew was coming <laughs> it was like i i was getting a signal from my teammate who was starting to lead off a second he was watching the catcher's signals this is a baseball analogy for all of you uh people and he he let me know curveball's coming i knew it was coming uh first day of school for my kindergartner i can't believe i have a kindergartner 
I feel so old. <laughs> I feel so old. And uh, it's a day that both my wife and I knew were coming. We were excited about it. He was excited about it. And then we walked him over there. We went over as a family, put the two little ones in a stroller, and walked over and um, and delivered him to kindergarten. And he walked in. We met all the parents. Everybody was there excited and scared. And, and the kid, oh, the, here's where you're sitting. Find your placard. Oh, there you are. There, There's where your backpack goes. Here's where your lunch goes. All that stuff. And we walk out, and none of the parents wanted to leave. It was ridiculous. It was the saddest thing. The kids were in there. They were fine, and they were, like, (laughs) ready to learn, finally grow their brains and not just be one of these kids that just gets shoved in front of an iPad. So for once, they're going to be challenged, meet new people, make friends that they'll be there for a lifetime. And uh, the parents are like, oh, is he going to be okay? And and tears were coming. Oh, Sarah cried. I got choked up a little bit. Like, you know, my little boy's growing up. It was hard. Uh, we knew that curveball was coming, and, uh, and we still couldn't hit it out of the park. Um, and Sarah has been crying all week. All week. Today's day three of his school, and she... Just every time, like, she'll be walking around the house and she'll just see, like, his T-Rex there on the floor and she'll just start, <laughs> there's his T-Rex. He, he used to play with us when he was really little and now he's big and he doesn't even know. And just, <laughs> she was saying things like, just when he starts to become interesting, the government wants him. Of course, the government wants him. And I feel for her. I, I, I'm sad, too. It's a sad thing to see them growing up. But it's, you know, it's going to be little doses of this. The, you know, the further you go along in life, the, you know, that's what you hope, though. When you're raising kids, you hope you raise them to be able to stand on their own when you're not there. Of course you want to be there. Of course you want them to want you and to need you. But you also, your job as a parent is to prepare them to stand alone when you can't be there. Because one day, as uh, Mufasa said, you know, I will I will be gone, but I will be watching over you. And you will be, you know, whatever he said in that James Earl Jones voice. Um, which, by the way, I saw the new one, the... It's it's live action, but it's still animated because they're fake animals. I mean, the animals are talking, so they're not real. Uh, but I saw the new Lion King, and it wasn't it wasn't great. It was it was kind of cool to look at, like everything looked great, but it basically was almost shot for shot of the cartoon Lion King, which is a great movie. I still stand by the fact that that's a great movie, even though they kill the dad right out of the way. That's a Disney thing to kill a parent. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Disney. Just really making it. Happiest place on earth is where all parents go to die. Um, but as much as I love The Lion King, it just I needed a little bit of a departure from that. And, and that's a weird thing because sometimes you see like a remake of something and you're like, wow, they really changed it. I didn't like that at all. That sucks. But But you want a little like nod but you don't want it to be the exact same, which I was surprised happened because John Favreau, who directed it, who also directed the remake of The Jungle Book, which was a lot different, and it was great. Um, you know, it still had a lot of the same things, but it, it, it completely took a different path. It wasn't the same as the cartoon at all, and I thought he was going to do the same thing with Lion King, so I was really looking forward to a retelling, and it was basically just, you know, the same thing in a different, in a different look. So yeah, it was okay. 
It doesn't make Hoff Recommends Jungle Book from several years ago. That makes Hoff Recommends. Uh, but yeah, the new Lion King was just okay. But John Favreau, he's such a good director. I mean, he did Iron Man. He directed Elf. Uh, he wrote and starred in uh, Swingers. He, he does great things. I really liked him in I Love You, Man. He does that great deadpan. He's you know, if those of you who are rewatching Friends on Netflix, he's like half a season there where he dates Monica. Um, <laughs> and he he's really good. But I was surprised that he didn't didn't make this one his own and maybe he had blowback from disney maybe he didn't have the kind of uh leeway that he would want but i feel like at this point in his career he would otherwise he wouldn't do it but who who the hell knows maybe it's just a paycheck we all gotta work right we all gotta work but uh, i'm happy to be back and and getting back into working here in los angeles which looks a lot different it's it's developing new material and, you know, I do shows here in town. A lot of people ask when I'm doing shows in Los Angeles, and I'm a little hesitant to tell them because I am really just working out new stuff. And uh, so, it, you know, it's kind of a gauntlet of of turds out there when you're just kind of working on new jokes. You don't know how things are going to play. And and quite frankly, when I when I do that a lot... It, it it is a fun environment, so I'm not I'm not embarrassed or anything to have people come to a show. But they, if they come to a show thinking this is what my comedy is, then then that that's what I don't want them walking away thinking. You know, some people in Los Angeles have known me for years, and they only come to a show every couple of years, and they see it and they go, oh, that's yeah, it was it was okay, like not a lot of. Uh, and I don't want to say not a lot of laughs, but it's it's a different thing. It's a different thing when you're working in Los Angeles. Like somebody coming to watch, you know, LeBron James at practice when he's just working on layups. They're like, okay, that was a thing, but like, I don't know. That was it. It wasn't. It wasn't the pizzazz and the flash that I was looking for. So that's why. In Los Angeles, it's a weird thing. Unless I'm showcasing or something, it's a completely different thing than when I'm on the road working and earning a paycheck. That's the other thing. In Los Angeles, you don't earn a paycheck, so this is really just you going to the gym. It's just you know Tom Brady doing uh, push-ups, or just Tom Brady. You know, I don't. Does Tom Brady do push-ups anymore, or does he just show up and win championships? That's that's what I feel like. We all feel he does. He's just married to a supermodel. And living on yachts and collecting championships, which at this point, but a lot of hard work went into that. I'm still at the hard work phase, and I appreciate you guys coming along for that. I appreciate everybody that came out and saw me this summer and that listens to the podcast. I can't I can't grow without you guys, so I really appreciate that. All the feedback you've given me. I get emails. I get messages on Facebook all the time, and I want to encourage that. That's great. That That makes me feel like, okay, you guys are engaged and interacting and so i really really like that um uh let's see i uh, i am staring down the barrel of my calendar for the rest of the year which i have quite a few things coming up um some of the ones and by the way you know sometimes i post on social media a few tour dates and people want more details you can always find them on my website uh nickhoff.com so if you have any questions that's a great resource got all the links to everything on there my podcast got links to my youtube channel my instagram twitter facebook um all that right there one stop shop uh link to my link to my uh cd 
uh, which I just got a new shipment of hard copies in, so I got a whole bunch more of those. So if you want one of those and you haven't heard it yet, uh, hit me up. Go to go to my website, nickhoff.com. You can order it. I'll sign it for you if you want it personalized, if you're giving it as, as a gift to someone. It's a great time to do that before the holiday rush, and I will, uh, I'll personalize it for you and then and send it out to get shipped. So uh, you can find all that on nickhoff.com. My tour dates coming up are um, I've got a show with Cable Guy in Denver and a show in Fort Collins, Colorado with uh, Larry the Cable Guy. And then I'm by myself September 12th through the 15th uh, at the Pachanga Resort and Casino in Temecula, California. And then September 25th through the 28th, I'm at the Looneyvin in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you're in Tulsa, come on out. Got some uh, Hoff casters down there. By the way, that's a thing that I want to uh, I want to put out to you guys. Do you have any good names for uh, for um, people that enjoy the podcast? Are they Hoff casters? Are they are they Doom Doom Bippers? Ooh, that's that's the one I would want. But if you guys have a better idea, let me know. But for right now, we're we're Bippers. Okay, we're half bippers. <laughs> That's probably some some uh, <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, urban dictionary. That's probably some sexual innuendo. Half uh, bippers. Ooh, you don't want to be a half bipper. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We will change it. We will take it back. Urban dictionary. Whatever, whatever you've come up with. Some twisted definition. Um, half bippers. <laughs> if you got something better. For sure, say it. But Hot Peppers puts a smile on my face. Um, after that, I got shows in October, uh, some more on the East Coast with Cable Guy, and then I'm in Laughlin, Nevada by myself. Um, and then at the end of November, beginning of December, the big uh, Larry the Cable Guy remains seated tour. We're doing like eight dates in a row, getting ready for the taping of his new special in Joliet, Illinois. So check my website for those dates. It's all through the Midwest, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan. Uh, check out all those dates, nickhoff.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. It's hard to podcast on the road. It shouldn't be, but it's like, I'm always taking the earliest flight out and the earliest flight back. So I'm always trying to play catch up with sleep. So it feels like I never have time to do this. And in fact, I tried to record, I tried to record last week and I was so tired and so out of it that I think I just ended up with 20 minutes of nonsense. There was just 20 minutes of nothing. And I was like, well, I I could just post that. I could, I could put that out there. But you know what? I care about you guys. I care about you. I care about your time. I don't want you to just commit road suicide and drive off <laughs> off the interstate because you're like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so I care about you guys. I didn't want to do that to you. So I said, you know what? Nope. We're going to delete that. We're going to start from scratch. I'm going to wait till I'm rested in a better mood, and we're going to go after it. So here it is. I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope the wait was worth it. By the way, I got to give a shout-out right now. I got to give a shout-out to uh to a 402's finest Tate Mays thank you for the awesome Hastings hat I've been wearing it all the time even though I'm taking crap from uh, whoever the hell runs 
Duncan Fields Twitter there in Hastings, which I think also might be you, Tate. It also might be you, because I feel like nobody else has that intimate knowledge of my of my youth athletic history to call me out on never having been on a little league baseball all-star team, which I had, but they didn't have those awesome hats at that time. So I didn't get one. So now I'm glad you hooked it up and I've been wearing it all the time. I love it. It's kind of that it's, it's a nice blend. It's not a flat bill, ridiculous smalls from uh, the sandlot looking Gomer hat. Uh, it's got a little bit of a bend to it, but not not so much. So it's different from all my other hats. So I really have been enjoying that. So thank you, Tate. Thank you for hooking that up. I really appreciate it. Um, I always intera- love interacting with you when I get back to my hometown. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, I I got hit up on... Uh, I, I People must be taking notice of my amazing style. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I got hit up on Twitter by some clothing, not on Twitter, on Instagram, by some clothing company that's like, hey, hit us up, we'd love to love to uh, collab. They didn't even use the full collaborate. They're like, we'd love to collab with you on some things. And so uh, I, I like responded, I was like, what did you have in mind? Because I looked at their clothes and they, they were all right. They're a little, little youthful for me, but I'm trying to... Try to stay young, you know, stay hip. I don't want to completely look like a a dipshit, like like a lot of people. I, I feel like fashion is never never in style. I look at people that are wearing what is trending, and I like you look like an idiot. You look like a straight up moron. That's you watch fashion shows or someone on the runway. You're like everyone on here looks homeless and stupid. And uh, and that's supposed to be what's nifty. You gotta you gotta water down whatever the trends are. That's that's my feeling. Unless you are a loud faced person that just wants to wear the reddest lipstick, and you want to like have people look at you and go, "Wow, that's that's something. That's something over there. That that guy's doing something. That girl's eh, all right. If that's what you want. Uh, but that's not what I want. I wanna I wanna feel comfortable and look good." That's all I care about. And and comfortability is paramount. I would rather be comfortable than stylish. So if I can hit them both at the same time, that's great. This company had some things that maybe I would wear. So I hit them up. I said, what did you have in mind? And uh, I should have known. I should have known. It was just, uh, by the way, everything, I should say this, everything on there, I was like, if they give me clothes for free, I will wear them. I like some of these things, but everything was super over... Like, they had t-shirts for $100. And I know some people pay $100 for t-shirts. These people are called dipsticks. I do not like these people. Uh, it's it's a ridiculous um, thing, and it happens a lot out here in Los Angeles. People pay extra to look regular. And I'm like, you, you, you could also pay regular to look regular. You could also just go to an outlet mall and buy five t-shirts for $40, and two of them will work, three of them will shrink in the, in the, in the dryer, which happened to me, happened to me in uh, in Phoenix, I, I went to the outlet malls, I was like, you know what, I'll pick up some new t-shirts, and I bought all the same size, I, I picked out 
five that were all the same size. I came home, I washed them. Two of them no longer fit. I'm like, okay, okay, thanks. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why two of them don't and the rest do. But you know what? $40 for three shirts works for me. I can. That's a ratio I can get on board with. But one shirt for $100. And I said, what did you have in mind when you want to collaborate with me? They're like, we'd love for you to wear our clothes. I was like, great. I would love to wear clothes. And uh, they're like, we would give you anything on our thing for 50% off as long as you send us a picture of you wearing it. Okay, 50% off sounds like a good deal, but not when it's a $100 t-shirt, okay? They had a $70 hat. That is not a good deal. Even 50% off that is $35. 50% off of that stupid t-shirt is is $50. So I, no. No, you could give me that T-shirt. Actually, I didn't like the T-shirt on there. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company because they're not paying me, and uh, and I'm kind of ragging on them. So <laughs> I guess I guess what's the point? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send them a message back. I'm gonna I'm gonna haggle with them on this little collab. Fifty <laughs> percent. How about you send me the thing for free? I'll take a picture. Of, I'll not only send you a picture, but I'll post a picture. How about that? That's a collab that I can get on board with. Anybody work out there for clothing companies? If I like your clothes, I will wear them and give you a shout out on uh, on social media. How about that? That sounds like a fair trade to me. Not 50% of your humongous markup. All right? So I'll let you guys know how that goes. I'll let you know. I'm going to I'm going to send him a message today. I'm going to haggle with this. Let's see. Let's see if it's just a, uh, you know, because in my mind, they're like, hey, let's let's triple the price of everything and then get some people and tell them, hey, we're going to give you 50% off and see how many people get into that. Because 50% off is still not a good deal, you guys. Still not a great deal for this. Uh, other companies, if you'd like to sponsor me, um, I'd like to throw that out there for any golf uh, golf manufacturers out there. I, I need new golf clubs. So if any anybody that works for Titleist wants to uh, get involved and, and hook me up with some golf balls and some new irons, I need, I need new golf clubs. I do not golf very much, but I am now... I, I golf every once in a while, and it's getting embarrassing because <laughs> my golf clubs were made for me when I was five foot three and 112 pounds. Um, currently, for those of you keeping score at home, six foot tall and 176 pounds. So not the heaviest I've ever been, but I'm much larger than five three, 112. So need new golf clubs. Don't feel like spending the kind of money that new golf clubs require. Uh, for the amount that I play. So if anybody out there works for, or maybe you just work for like Dick's Sporting Goods, and you're like, I got the hookup, brother. Come come see me. Come see Eric next time in your Detroit. I would love to do that, Eric. Hit me up. I, I need new golf clubs, um, and uh, I want to get better. Uh, and I will let you guys know how that clothing collab thing goes, and, and that goes the same thing for clothing. If, if you guys have a uh, clothing company, or any designs, any any fresh threads you want me to give you a shout-out to, uh, <laughs> let me know. Um, I think we have time to do a, a, a little addition I already uh, gave a do-not-recommend, but I'd like to do a Hoff Recommends. I've got two things here for Hoff Recommends. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff Recommends. In 
Santa Fe, New Mexico, there's a museum called Meow Wolf. Now, they're not paying me to say this, but it's this cool, like, interactive art museum where you can, uh, yeah, I think it's like, it's not too pricey. I think it was like, I don't know, maybe tw- $20 a person, but the little kids were free. So, um, it like averaged out to about 20 bucks a person, and it's this cool place that uh, you go in, and right when you walk in, you're like, this looks like a yuppie. I, I thought we had been duped. We bought our tickets online. Uh, we were passing through Santa Fe. I didn't have a show there, but we were passing through, and I was like, what? what's cool to do with families? This thing came up. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll check that out. And uh, we went in, and the first thing, my old son had to pee, so I just took him in there, and I was like, oh, no, we got taken. This place sucks. But the the entrance is deceiving because you go in there, and and it was hard to kind of find the actual entrance. Like, you go in, you get your tickets checked, um, and then all of a sudden you go in, and you walk in this building which has a house inside of it. And it's this old, cool-looking house, like something straight out of the Burbs, which also, by the way, Hoff recommends the Burbs. Uh, When Halloween comes around, great movie. Tom Hanks, uh, Bruce Dern, amazing. Uh, Carrie Fisher, (laughs) R.I.P. Sorry, Carrie. Um, It's, you go in, you see this house, and... And by the way, there's this whole like lore behind this house and there's a huge like mystery and there's a through line in every room. If you like can take the time to try and solve the mystery and see what what's actually going on inside the house, you can do that with kids. You can't do that. So if you're two adults, you go through and take your time. Uh, But with kids, you kind of just go in and check and everything out and you go into this house and. And there are something like 86 rooms or something like that. And each one is crazy different, made by different artists. And you go through, like like in the kitchen, you open up the fridge and it's a, you know, it's a hallway. You open up the fridge, you walk through that. Um, the washing machine uh, opens up. You can crawl through that and it's this place that looks like you're inside a washing machine. And... Uh, and one of them is like a truck sitting up. It, it's really crazy. You can check out some of the pictures online. It's called Meow Wolf, like the sound a cat makes, uh, and then Wolf. And it's this really cool place. I highly recommend it if you go through Santa Fe and keep your eyes peeled because it says they're making one. They're making one like in Phoenix. They're making one in Las Vegas. So it's going to become a little thing. Um, and I, I highly recommend it. It's really cool. It takes maybe an hour or two to go through. And it's just it's just a neat, different experience. And they're playing this weird music in the background and all these different rooms. It really just, like, captures in the imagination. The kids loved it. Uh, my wife and I loved it. So I highly recommend that. Another thing that Hoff recommends this week is I don't watch America's Got Talent, but I do love one of the contestants on it this year uh he's a comedian his name's ryan niemiller uh n-i-e-m-i-l-l-e-r i believe and um he's just so funny he used to live out here in los angeles and he has since moved back to indianapolis uh to be closer to his family but uh just a super funny guy uh, deserves everything he's got. I think he just made it into the semifinals. I voted for him. If you're watching that show, watch out for my buddy Ryan, and I recommend you voting for him. He's he's amazing. He deserves it all on talent. Like, yes, he has a story uh, behind his life, too, that is interesting, and he's had... He's had um, 
some hardships, but none of that factors really into uh, what makes him funny. Like, he jokes about it, yes, but, but that's not what makes him funny. Some people, I feel like on these talent shows, America's Got Talent, American Idol, they kind of, uh, they have a thing like, oh, you know, my whole family, you know, has got cancer or something. They, they've got a sob fest story, and his isn't a sob fest story. His is like... Uh, a triumph story, and I love that. But it, but it has nothing to do with why he deserves to be there. Like some of those people, you're like, okay, you're here because of that other thing. Yeah, like yeah, you can sing, but yeah, so can a lot of people. This guy's super funny, so I definitely recommend watching out for Ryan Niemeller. Super funny. I mean, heck of a nice guy. When I was doing shows in Indianapolis, he just showed up to support. Really, really good dude. I highly recommend checking out Ryan Niemiller and voting for him for America's Got Talent. It's about time a comedian won that show. We always give it to magicians or dance groups or singers or frickin', oh, what is it, ventriloquists? Wasn't there a little girl ventriloquist or something? Which, okay, so you can do that well. But that's, I mean, come on. At at this point, you're just insulting comedians. So (laughs) let's get one to win. That's what I want to see. I want to see him win. He deserves it. Vote for him. That is it for this week's rendition of Hoff Recommends. And I am excited, you guys. It is only, what is it? It's it's nine days until, actually, it's only uh, two days till the start of the college football season. Got some big games already happening on Saturday. And then nine days until my team, Nebraska Cornhuskers, comes to play. And we're excited. Year two, Coach Scott Frost. Uh, they keep releasing these. <laughs> they keep re- releasing these like promo videos. They just released one yesterday for the new alternate uniforms. I'm sitting there watching it, and it's got pump up music. I'm watching it on my computer, and you know, I show the boys. I'm like, oh, check this out, and it's got the it, you know, it's exciting. It shows, and it, it's overly dramatic. And I show Sarah, and she just looks at me. She's like, are you serious? Like <laughs> she looks at it. I I watch these types of things. Like I'm watching my favorite soap opera, and she makes fun of me so hard that I get really into it. Like I watch highlight videos of certain things, and it's got this very dramatic, you know, almost like theatrical score to the video. And in reality, it's just a guy like in a uniform he's not even he's probably not even a player i'm almost positive he's not even a player on the team he's just a uh, <laughs> a uniform model that they got to walk around the city of lincoln and it's playing this music and he's pounding his chest and he's excited like he just made a tackle and they're intercutting it with old husker highlights from the black shirts which is what they call the defense which is badass i i refuse to allow you to make fun of me for that <laughs> for thinking that's awesome but sarah comes in and and I'm showing her and you know the music is starting to come to a crescendo and she can tell I'm really getting into it and she just looks over at me and she's like you are an idiot you are so stupid I think all guys do this I think all guys get super in to like exciting trailers or uh or just kind of like highlight videos, things like that that you that you watch and you you start to kind of puff up yourself. You almost 
feel like you're there. Like that's what that's what video games are for us. She doesn't understand the appeal of video games. It's because we're able to somehow transplant our brain into this world. Like we know we're not there, but we're able to somehow trick our brains into thinking we're kind of there. We're kind of there. I play <laughs> I play um this video game uh uh Ghost Recon Wildlands with a couple of my buddies. And uh, and we get really into it, and we've got the headset, and every- we're super nerdy. We got the headset and everything, and 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 she goes. The other day, I literally heard you say, "Help me, guys! I'm down," <laughs> because I had been shot and I needed to be revived. And she's like, "Help me! I'm under heavy fire." Like her impression of me is just this little whimpering, sniveling turd. Like, Help me, guys! I'm trying to I'm trying to defeat the the bad guy here and in reality that is what she should be making fun of me for it is ridiculous it is super nerdy but i love it and and somehow i'm able to get over the fact of how goofy it is that we play these video games transporting ourselves into that character we're really there we're storming the beaches at normandy we're uh you know we're playing that football game i play madden football i create a player I create myself, put myself into the football game. That's how how nerdy it gets, and I love every minute of it. I used to win the Heisman Trophy every year when they were making those NCAA football games. I I still win Super Bowls. I'm MVP. I'm hoisting the trophy. I take the time to create the character who looks most like me. Even in a boxing game one time, I created a boxer that looked a lot like me. And I'm sitting there, and I think I'm in the like welterweight division, and I'm some skinny like white guy with oh, I I get down to it. No muscle definition. Don't give me something that's fake. I don't need. I don't need to like pretend. If I'm making it look like me, it's gonna look like me. Okay, he's gonna be a little bit out of shape. Still decent stature, but a little bit out of shape. He's a little paunchy in places. That's fine. He's still, guess what? He's going to still get the belt, okay? I'm still going to put in the time to make him good. I'm going to do the training. This, These are the things that, I mean, life, life like condenses you down into whatever you can survive to be. And, and my path was condensed down to being a father of three, and stand-up comedian that's what life condensed me down to be and i love being a stand-up comedian but there are restrictions that come with that i would also love to be an nfl football player okay when i was a little kid these were these were all the avenues that i had as options to go down and life whittled it down to telling wiener jokes on weekends to strangers and also to people now that uh, are coming out to see me that have seen me before that I that I kind of know so that's amazing uh but the, life has whittled me down to to this thing and sometimes I like to open up the gateways. I like to open up the 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 brain waves to possibly. Oh no, maybe maybe you're a uh, you're a vicious sniper who's perched up on a bell tower and and you're just gunning down people one by one each time the bell dongs. Dong! You're making a shot because that's to mask the uh, the sound of your rifle. Uh, so, so you're not found out and you're up there, you're, maybe you're in a foxhole and, and people are coming down upon you and you gotta, you gotta get out with you and your mates. And yes, we call them mates because that's what you do in times of war. And this is where I'm at in my life. I, you know what? And you can't, you, you can make fun of me. 
You and and I hope you do. I hope you make fun of me for playing video games. But guess what? It's the largest industry in the world. Maybe second only to pornography. <laughs> uh, video games is, are huge. I watched uh, an episode of that Netflix show, Patriot Act. Shout out to Hassan Minaj, which probably mispronouncing his name. Uh, I've done some videos with him, done some shows with him. Uh, he's really good at this. And he breaks down how much the video game industry makes. And it makes more every year than movie, the movie industry, the music industry, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL combined. You mesh all those together, they still don't make as much in revenue as video games. So, make fun of me. I think it should be made fun of. It is goofy. It is ridiculous. But we also love it. And it is humongous. There are way more of me than there are of the people making fun of them. So, go ahead. If you don't want to get on this revolution, it's not really a revolution. It's been here for years. Don't call it a comeback! I've been here for years. Uh, shout out to LL Cool J. Um, he's a proud listener of the podcast, I'm sure. One leg, one pant leg up. Um, huge industry. I'm not ashamed to be a part of it, but I'm a little ashamed to be a part of it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm a little ashamed that I'm so into it. But that's fine. That that that's the definition of being addicted to something. I think when you're ashamed of it, and yet you can't help it. You can't help yourself. And so, I guess, yes, I'm addicted to video games. That's fine. I gotta write jokes about it. This is the start of a joke. This is this is the beginning, I think, of a joke. You guys just witnessed. I hadn't really rationalized that, but I think I'm gonna go back, and I'm going to give this a listen, because I think there's something here. You guys have uh, tags? You got ideas, ways that I can take it? This is gonna be the next thing. I'm going to, I'm gonna keep you abreast of how this joke and really it's just so i can validate the fact that i'm playing if i can get five minutes worth of jokes out of it then the hours upon hours i spent (laughs) wasting time on the video game system will have been worth it quote unquote to me five minutes that's all i need so (laughs) i'm gonna sit down and write it. i'm gonna sit down and write it right now and uh, I've got some shows coming up this week. Perfect time to try new stuff. This week, I got two weeks before my next road gig in Fort Collins in Denver, so I'm, I can get it ready here in Los Angeles. Video game jokes. Keep it relatable for the youngsters. Uh, it's going to be huge, you guys. This video game joke is going to be huge. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, now I'm, I'm signing off. going to write this joke. And uh, that way I can rationalize <laughs> what I've done with my life. And because uh, later I've got a, I've got a game uh, session that I'm going to play later. So this, that's it for this week's uh, Hoffcast. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are sticking around. These are sporadic, and I've promised to do better. And I will promise that again. But you know my promises. Who knows? So when they come out, give them a listen. I appreciate it. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Give it a five-star review. Uh, write it up on iTunes or Android, Google Play, wherever you listen to it. Check it out. Um, like I said, if you want a copy of my album, hit up nickhoff.com. Otherwise, it's streaming. Uh, but then you don't have the physical copy. You don't have a piece of history. So check that out. I hope to see you guys out there. Thanks for listening. 